Welcome to Words to Live By, a podcast series hosted by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. Each week, we will share some of the wit and wisdom of Ronald Reagan. In essence, Words to Live By, made up of radio addresses and speeches he delivered from the 1960s through the 1980s. Family, well, it's the center of all of our activities this time of the year, the reason for the season, so to speak. And to Ronald Reagan, incredibly important. So following in the tradition established in 1972 by President Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan proclaimed National Family Week, which occurs usually around Thanksgiving. In 1981, Ronald Reagan wrote, as he proclaimed National Family Week, that the family is the basic unit of our society, the heart of our free democracy. It provides love, acceptance, guidance, support, and instruction to the individual. Community values and goals that give America strength also take root at home. In times of change and challenge, families keep safe our cultural heritage and reinforce our spiritual foundation. So, let's begin by hearing from him as he tells us a bit about his family. I was born in 1911 in a flat above the local bank in Tampico, Illinois. According to family legend, when my father ran up the stairs and looked at his newborn son, he quipped, he looks like a fat little Dutchman, but who knows, he might grow up to be president someday. My mother, a small woman with auburn hair and a sense of optimism that ran as deep as the cosmos, told me that everything in life happened for a purpose. She said all things were part of God's plan, even the most disheartening setbacks, and that in the end, everything worked out for the best. My father was endowed with the gift of Blarney and the charm of a leprechaun. No one I ever met could tell a story better than Jack Reagan, but he also believed passionately in the rights of the individual and the working man, and he was suspicious of established authority. He passed along to his sons the belief that all men and women, regardless of their color or religion, were created equal. There was no more grievous sin at our household than a racial slur or other evidence of racial intolerance. We learned from our parents that individuals determine their own destiny. That is, it's largely their own ambition and hard work that determine their fate in life. When I was a child, we moved a lot. At one point, I had attended four schools in four years. My father was constantly searching for a better life, and I was forever the new kid in school. We moved to Dixon, Illinois, when I was nine. All of us have a place to go back to. Dixon is that place for me. And he really summed it up well when he proudly dedicated the Reagan Library in 1991. Perhaps that was the root of my belief, shared with Thomas Paine, that we Americans of all people were uniquely equipped to begin the world over. Jack had dreams, Nellie had drive. The Reagans of Dixon, Illinois may have had a little in, little in material terms, but we were emotionally wealthy beyond imagination, for we were Americans, young people in a young land with the best days ahead, and we were part of a very special extended family. And so we come to the holiday season when families of all flavors will gather across America. Forty years ago, in early December 1983, the president drafted a radio address to the nation on the American family. Let's listen to a bit. My fellow Americans, 
This is a very special time of year for us, a time for family reunions and for celebrating together the blessings of God and the promises He's given us. From Thanksgiving to Hanukkah, which our Jewish community is now celebrating, to Christmas in three weeks' time, this is a season of hope and of love. Certainly one of the greatest blessings for people everywhere is the family itself. The American Family Institute recently dedicated its book of essays, The Family in the Modern World, to Maria Victoria Walesa, daughter of Danuta and Lech Walesa, to whose christening came 7,000 Poles, expressing their belief that the family remains the foundation of freedom. And of course, they're right. It's in the family where we learn to think for ourselves, care for others, and acquire the values of self-reliance, integrity, responsibility, and compassion. More from the President's radio address on the American family as he explains how economic progress has been quite helpful to them. We'll be right back. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation is the nonprofit organization created by President Reagan himself and specifically charged by him with continuing his legacy and sharing his principles, individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. We must remain vigilant and work together to share these conservative principles with younger generations. Your role is critical to move our mission forward. Thank you for your continued support. Please visit reaganfoundation.org give. That's reaganfoundation.org give. Now, back to the rest of his radio address on family. By now, in December 1983, the economy was definitely on the mend. And like every American president, he won't miss an opportunity to explain how his economic programs are now making an impact in improving the lives of American families. But before we get to that, this excerpt from his autobiography is vaguely haunting of our world today. Let's listen. A number of things that happened during my watch as president gave me great satisfaction but I'm probably proudest about the economy. In 1981, no problem the country faced was more serious than our nation's economic crisis. Not even the need to modernize our armed forces, because without a recovery, we couldn't afford to do the things necessary to make the country strong again or lessen the threat of nuclear war. Nor could America regain confidence in itself and stand tall again. Nothing was possible unless we made the economy sound again. Now he's almost three years into his presidency with the advantage of watching his programs work. And of course, he's going to tell us. So let's listen. Families stand at the center of society. So building our future must begin by preserving family values. Tragically, too many in Washington have been asking us to swallow a whopper namely that bigger government is the greatest force for fairness and progress. But this so-called solution has given most of us a bad case of financial indigestion. How can families survive when big government's powers to tax, inflate, and regulate absorb their wealth, usurp their rights, and crush their spirit? Was there compassion for a working family in 21.5% interest rates, 12.5% inflation, and taxes soaring out of sight? Consider the cost of child-rearing. It now takes $85,000 to raise a child to age 18, and family incomes haven't kept up. During the 1970s, real wages actually declined over 
Consider taxes. In 1948, the tax on the average two-child family was just $9. Today, it is $2,900. As economic and social pressures have increased, the bonds that bind families together have come under strain. For example, three times as many families are headed by single parents today as in 1960. Many single parents make heroic sacrifices and deserve all our support. But there is no question that many well-intentioned great society-type programs contributed to family breakups, welfare dependency, and a large increase in births out of wedlock. In the 1970s, the number of single mothers rose from 8 to 13 percent among whites and from 31 to a tragic 47 percent among blacks. Too often, their children grow up poor, malnourished, and lacking in motivation. It's a path to social and health problems, low school performance, unemployment, and delinquency. If we strengthen families, we'll help reduce poverty and the whole range of other social problems. We can begin by reducing the economic burdens of inflation and taxes, and we're doing this. Since 1980, inflation has been chopped by three-fourths, taxes have been cut for every family that earns a living, and we've increased the tax credit for child care. Yesterday, we learned that our growing economy reduced unemployment to 8.2% last month. The payroll employment figure went up by 370,000 jobs. At the same time, new policies are helping our neediest families move from dependence to independence. Our new job training law will train over a million needy and unemployed Americans each year for productive jobs. I should add that our Enterprise Zones proposal would stimulate new businesses, bringing jobs and hope to some of the most destitute areas of the country. The Senate has adopted this proposal, but after two years of delay, the House Democratic leadership only recently agreed to hold its first hearing on the legislation. This is a jobs bill America needs, and come January, we expect action. We're moving forward on many other fronts. We've made prevention of drug abuse among youth a top priority. We'll soon announce a national missing children's center to help find and rescue children who've been abducted and exploited. We're working with states and local communities to increase the adoption of special needs children. More children with permanent homes mean fewer children with permanent problems. We're also stiffening the enforcement of a child's support from absent parents. And we're trying hard to improve education through more discipline, a return to the basics, and through reforms like tuition tax credits to help hardworking parents. In coming months, we'll propose new ways to help families stay together, remain independent, and cope with the pressures of modern life. The cornerstone of our efforts must be assisting families to support themselves. As Franklin Roosevelt said almost 50 years ago, self-help and self-control are the essence of the American tradition. In Washington, everyone looks out for special interest groups. Well, I think families are pretty special, and with your help, we'll continue looking out for their interests. Till next week, thanks for listening, and God bless you. And yes, thank you for listening. For more information on the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, including information on how to become a member, information on upcoming exhibits at the Reagan Library, and more information on the legacy of President Reagan, please visit reaganfoundation.org. And don't forget to like and follow the Reagan Foundation on all social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the Words to Live By 
podcast in your iTunes or Google Play stores and on other podcast platforms as they become available. New episodes of Words to Live By come out every Tuesday. Like what you hear? Check out our A Reagan Forum podcast featuring great speeches delivered at the Reagan Library. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to follow at Ronald Reagan on Facebook, at Ronald Reagan 40 on Twitter, and Reagan Foundation on YouTube. Also, search for us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.